Tadam, tadam, wariri, tadam, 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 Hey, who? You. Hey, me? Yeah. Come here. What? Come here. What? Nah, you look like an intelligent young man. I do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do, sure. <laughs> you look like someone who'd be interested in a bargain. A bargain? Yeah. Why, uh, sure, why not? Are, are, are you a salesman? Right. Oh. What do you sell? Eights. Eights, like the number eight. Shh. Like, like, like the number eight. Right. Oh, that's kind of a weird thing to be selling. Listen, yeah? you take this eight here, see? It's very useful. Yeah? You buy it. Yeah? You hang it on the wall. On the wall? Why, why should I buy an eight and hang it on the wall? Next time you wonder how many legs an octopus has, yeah. you look at the eight. Octopus has eight legs. Shh. The octopus has eight legs. Right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, when you forget how many reindeer Santa Claus has, yeah. dig the eight. Eight reindeer. Eight, eight reindeer. Right. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or mm -hmm. when you can't remember what time you eat breakfast in the morning. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. Ah, I eat breakfast at eight. Shh. <laughs> I, I eat breakfast at eight. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, you wanna buy your eight? No, I can't. I don't have any money. Oh, see, yeah? see, just, just, just a couple of minutes ago, I met this guy selling nines, you see, so I bought his whole selection. So I was wondering, uh, could I interest you in, in buying a nine? Because you could put it on the wall, you see, and see how many players there are on a baseball team, you know? You could also uh, find out what day of the month the uh, 9th of August comes on. How about that? Ah, uh, why me? Hey, listen, how about I'll trade you all my nines for your eights. How about that, huh? I'll even throw in a four or two, huh? I'll throw in a two and a four. And two threes. Two threes. Huh? Welcome Maybe ludicrous yeah. head down, pussy pussy popping. That's pretty much a tutorial one on one. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I need research, some research purposes. So if any ladies want to help with some field market research, uh, well, let see, me know. If you was an uncut wanna... kid, if you would have, you know, one of y'all said y'all ain't watched BET Uncut, you would have known how they popped. They, well, it was him, right? Yeah, that's what I figured. I didn't. I grew up in a Christian household. I wasn't allowed to watch this. Shit, it came on Sunday morning. That's the best way to start your week. Yeah, because oh, no. if you fall asleep, you hear that and go. As soon as you get done, it's like it come on immediately. It ain't no shift, no transition. No, the game. And what are you doing with your life today? And it's like, oh my God, my hands niggas are still sticky. Niggas think one more vid about to come on and get caught. Dick in hand. <laughs> get the immediate that transition has saved more lives than probably the Bible from uncut to that pastor yelling at you at four in the morning. Come on, bro. But wait, then right. Bobby Jones gospel came after this. Whose idea was that? Like to put the church right after the sweat, bro. After all that sitting that you did from three to four, hey, you gotta you gotta uh, circumvent that with, with a lot of God <laughs> immediately after. Don't even let it resonate. Don't leave the room before you can even get a towel. They and the Lord said, and you that's, right that's here, black like, folks. We'll pray before and after a kickback. <laughs> everybody pray. Make sure everybody get home by y'all heads real quick. After all the shit we just did in this house, the fuck? Man. And then pray for it by blessing the bottle first. Come you on, feel bro. me? We so ass backwards. On oh, God in heaven. We are so ass so, backwards. Welcome back to another episode. Y'all see me already. Hell, oh, bullshit. It, that is the type of day it is already. My like brother. Huh? So you got the spray meat? Meat look a little 25 and under this week. Let me see. Let me turn. It look like he's growing his hair out to get some get some young, young, young pre-YT to come braid his hair back. My boy look like no. fresh out of college. Secondly, secondly, um, we <laughs> talked about this a while back. I don't know what I'm about to do with it. I don't know. My students just told me I need to get some hair on my head. Y'all so like it like, up. All right. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Nah, that, is a, that is a view right there. Look, some 50-year-olds do not do locks. It's too late in the game for him. But some braids or a nice ball fade will do you well. First of all, first of all, I want all y'all to jump off because y'all letting y'all man Drizzy Drake run around here looking all types of ways. So don't talk about my goddamn head. I'm sorry. Whose man's? That's y'all man's. I don't fuck with that nigga. Too. That's your man's too. That's my, that is not that's my man's. According to last week's episode, that's not my man's. <laughs> but anyways, y'all letting this man run around any old way, so I'm going to need y'all to hop off me. Are you yeah, comparing man. yourself to Drake? Like, is this the comparison? No, what I'm saying is, apparently you, you give different strokes to different folks. We're going to talk about that oh. later. Oh no, that's God. not a pause. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to play, nigga. We're going to talk about that later. Oh, um, But yeah. You out this I man looking like a just for me commercial. Ain't nobody ain't see, I ain't seen nothing on your timeline. I ain't seen nothing on your story. I ain't seen none of that. Nothing addressing addressing what he got going on. Oh, you didn't give us nothing was the same and take care, my nigga. He, he you can't say that. You give us a bona fide classic. You could walk around this whole half shaved with the Kanye. Yeah, yeah. All right. But until you give us a classic, my nigga. Cut that shit off. That shit crazy as hell. That shit crazy as hell. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, y'all are crazy. My brothers, how are y'all? Let's get these tech kids out the way because y'all are stupid. Uh 
I'm, I'm I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed and, and, and highly favored right now. I'm feeling like a nine. I had car issues, but I got that uh, situated yesterday in this past. Really, this whole September been a little bit ugly on the car, but um, got that fixed. Um, my daughter had like this little donation round or rally going on, and nowadays, like, what they just ask for money, they don't even like sell shit no more. It's like just donate. So I was just like, yo, this is different. I don't know. I wasn't sure if people were going to buy in because I'm used to you donating and getting something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I said to, to to my clan, my tribe, you know, with my side alone, I think we met her goal as far as donation wise. So I was super appreciative of that. Um, and yeah, man, you know, it's, it's fall that. That slave heat has has left the city. I ain't about Thank God. Yeah, it's starting to feel tolerable. Um, basketball season getting closer, so you know it's just a lot of energy, a lot of transitions, and, and things got me feeling pretty well, man. Pretty smooth, man. <laughs> um, engineer, um, how you feeling? Uh, keep it up, man. About, I got a six, five or six. Um, so like you mentioned, um, basketball season around, we just started conditioning this week that get my shit raised up. Cause if it wasn't for basketball, I'd probably be at a four. I ain't gonna lie four, maybe, maybe a three or four. Um, but yeah, man, work is work right now, bro. It's, it's little key stuff that like, I don't know. I'm the, how I'm gonna put this? I'm not. All right, so I'm going to have five or six, you know what I'm saying? It is still learning, still going on, and, you know, just had a few key parent meetings that was... Interesting. We'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk about that later. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's one of those ones where you like, should I be doing this? Should I? Should I should I be the one voice of reason? Is it really gonna matter? You know what I'm saying? But then basketball kick in and you like, you know what? This is a long season. We'll have fun with this. You know what I'm saying? So outside of that, man, uh yeah, that's why I'm mad with it, man. But we shaking back. Martian, what you got? Uh y'all want the truth or the lie? We don't never want to lie. The fuck? Uh, I mean, I'm just asking because some people can't handle the goddamn truth. But well, you know yeah. us, so no. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so this past week, I have to say, uh, everything was at a zero. Um, like literally everything was at a zero, and I'm not trying to be, um, what's the word? Hyperbolic? Use hyperbole? Whatever the word is for that. Um. I had a mental breakdown on Wednesday. Um, so bad that like I almost fucked up my hand. Kind of bad mental breakdown. Um, and a lot of it I'll kind of hit on and talk about in the cries of outrage because I have a list. I've been keeping a list all week of the things that have been irritating me. Um, but to boil it all the way down as to the why behind it. Um, Kind of what you just said, Dre, is like a lot of transition, you know, stuff is moving, stuff behind the scenes that I don't know about, about stuff on the spiritual level that I don't know about, like all of that stuff is transitioning. 
But then on top of that, I had a moment where um, I was reflecting and I was thinking about like how different stuff has impacted me to the to this point in life, right? And um, stuff just kept, it was like one after the other things kept coming up, stuff kept coming up, and it like really put me in a very, very, very bad headspace. Um, so much so that it also revealed to me that I might have or might be dealing with a complex PTSD. Um, cause I just asked aloud, I was like, bro, why is all of this shit happening? And I tell people all the time, if you just ask God, universe, whatever you believe in, ask a question out loud, wait about five minutes and you'll get an answer. Um, and so I've, I've been on TikTok a lot as a coping mechanism. Um, just watching people's videos and stuff. And literally a video came across my for you page of a black therapist was talking about like he literally went through five, 15 different symptoms of complex PTSD and 13 of them I had experienced that day and I was like okay that's cute uh not necessarily sure what to do with this but um it got so bad I'll say this it got so bad that one of my homies shout out to Kayo um he's the hothead of he and my friendship and normally I'm the person that has to calm him down. This man was like, bro, like you wildin'. Like, and if somebody who's already has a short temper and is hot headed, it's like you wildin', then I know it's bad. So, um, but on the today of things, I've gotten better. I've taken time to go rest. I've taken time to kind of decompress and to not have to deal with shit. But like for real, it was it was bad. Like if y'all follow me on Instagram, you kind of saw just a little bit of it. But yeah, it it was bad this past week. Like it was just it was terrible. So but I'm in a good space now. Um, shout out to those few people that did reach out and you know and checked in and stuff like that. I definitely appreciate y'all for doing so. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. I don't want to give y'all the. The, the the real meat and potatoes of it because we'd be here all day and I don't want to make this a somber episode. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, with that being said, uh, gentlemen, Dre in particular, yeah. are we being tortured today? <clears throat> What's one of these words that Dre had made you go right down? <laughs> Ooh, what are we doing? Um, I think we, yeah, we'll do, we'll do a light today. I'm feeling I'm feeling generous. Um, who I think Meech went first last week. So, yeah. um, Martian, we'll start with you. Um, right. Your word is prolectivities. Prolectivities. You don't Google and let that man read that word out. <laughs> I don't know what you just said to me. He's never like a... Uh... Hold on, let me... Hold on, wait, I can't even get Google to get it out. Proclivities. That's what I thought the word was. That ain't what you said. That's <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> Proclivities yeah, is not I the word that you word, said. When I heard this word, I was just, uh, I heard it incorrect. Like the person who gave me the word gave it to me incorrect too. But yeah, um, I so went. Proclivities is my word. Okay, so proclivities, P-R-O-clivities. Now, um, P-R-O-C-L-I-V-I-T-I-E-S, proclivities. Okay, and a sentence? 
And then in a sentence, um, Misha's pro proclivities is what got his ass beat. Hey, Amen. Mm. All right, Meech. Your word is infallible. Infallible. You're not saying it right. Play it on Google. Boy. <laughs> I'm so happy that along with me not being able to spell, your ass can't even say the word. So, you know, infallible is what infallible. you want to say. I said infallible. Infallible. Valuable. Infallible. 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 Now you're going to say something to the, to the white woman, too? Yeah. Fuck you and her. <laughs> that's All right. Just spell it. You know that's your favorite. Cool. Anyway. give you a R-E-R. I had to remember we was recording. <laughs> with, the with the white lady in the room. You was going to give me the hard ER? You see how niggas change up when... You see how niggas change up when... You know what I'm saying? Hey. Hey, we record at different times, so my energy is different. I'll be oh, violent. Oh, oh, violent in the morning. Oh. So clearly we might need to start doing this more often if this the case, because I'm violent. Bruh, spell the word bigger. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. Um your yeah, Uncle Ruckus is starting the show. <laughs> oh my god, they took Aaron Jones out. Oh my god. I in F. A L L I A B L E. Okay. And the teacher had to explain to the students that though they knew a lot of information, they were not infallible. Because right. I literally said that sentence like three weeks ago. You had a reference. Like 10, 11 years old where they literally think you know the answers to everything. And so they start asking me things or oh no, I had made a mistake on the board. And they was like you did this wrong. And I'm like okay, I get it but like I got degrees and stuff but I'm not infallible. I'm human like the rest of y'all like is of course i had to explain it but i just try to build up their vocabulary i'm like i'm just not you know but anyways continue i thought that was funny well good job fellas today uh both of y'all at least use the sentence and uh use the word in the sentence correctly um infallible means incapable of making mistakes or being wrong Great job. You just spelled it incorrect. I-N-F-A-L-L-I-B-L-E. It wasn't no A after the L. Um, Martian, you use uh, pro proclivity. Um, you use it in the sentence correctly, and it's, the definition is the tendency to choose or do something regularly. So I think he said something about you regularly doing some, some bullshit. Meets or something mm -hmm. Yep, so... For no, today, that that we're going to give it to Martian once again. Shout out to you. Spelling B champ. What is, my, what is my record now? Is it like seven and one right now? It's something like that. You know, old folks can't spell, but we not. You know, you some, yeah. So what does that say about niggas from Atlanta? Y'all can't pronounce it? Uh, probably. Mm. We got that hey, money. We, we are what we are, right? We, we are, are what we yeah. are. 
That's why as a unit, as a unit, you know. We're better together. Yeah, we're better together. Or as as your preacher would say, when two or more are gathered in that name. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And on that note, let's take a quick, just a real quick brief. Shut up, man. No. Shut up. I can't even take us on a damn break because you saying stupid shit. Cause we coming back in a second because these folks clearly need to go to. They need to go to timeout. Clearly, we'll be back in a second. And we are back like four flats on a Cadillac. Yeah, hear me. So we talked about last week about one Mister Nicki Minaj and his shenanigans with threatening Offset. And uh, we got an update on that this past week. If y'all are under a rock, uh, you know, in a hole or wherever. Um, so according to somebody's judge, I don't know who's judge, where's judge. No, judge according judge, to his parole officer. His parole. I was one of them. Parole officer or judge. One of them two. Um, they, of course, saw the video of him making threats you know, towards Offset and being outside and all these other things. And now, Mr. Nicki Minaj is on punishment for the next 120 days, possibly. Uh, That nigga got put on house arrest uh, this past week because of the things that he said and all of these other different things, right? And, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why he thought that wasn't gonna be a thing, but here we are, right? And before we get into this, I want to say this. I really need y'all. I know we, we're having a conversation about education. You know, if you've been on TikTok, you've seen it, right? But this really solidifies the point that they need to go back to teaching critical thinking in schools because the fact that a number of y'all in the comments said that Offset is a pussy or he is, he not a real nigga, he ain't no hood nigga, street nigga, whatever, whatever, because he snitched. Why did y'all assume that Offset snitched? As if his, as if Mr. Nicki Minaj's parole officer don't got social media. As if the judge ain't got it's social media. It's their narrative. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like y'all, that, like that don't, that don't, that didn't click to y'all. Like, meanwhile, Offset was over, over doing a live stream with somebody else on the other side of the damn uh, country. Shout out, Carson. That yeah, big shout out to Carson that for that. But like. Yeah, so gentlemen, thoughts on uh, Mr. Nicki Minaj. Elder man, what you got to say? What'd you say? I can't hear you. I'm letting the oldest go first. What you got to say? As you should. All right. So Okay. I have respect in manners. Look. My mom told me to be nice to senior citizens. Okay, bro. I'm happy, cool. got, I'm happy you got home training. Speaking yeah. of home training. <laughs> Guess this nigga don't got nothing. So clearly, nigga, nigga spanked his ass. All right, sit down, nigga. Sit down. <laughs> but I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Right here. As much as I like, don't really know this nigga for real. That was kind of swift. Mm-hmm. I, I I will say that shit was swift and like a little od. I, but again, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know his legal boundaries and all what he' supposed to be doing or not supposed to be doing. I don't know because I don't give a fuck. But like, just off of this sense of like, um, somebody doing something on the internet and then it manifesting in real life, 
either against or for them. That was the quickest I seen. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, fuck. Like when it comes to the legal system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Niggas be waving guns and some more shit all day, every day. <laughs> so that leads me to believe that like there was a concerted effort by maybe Stan's uh, someone else to get him the fuck up out of here. <laughs> so I don't know. That's why I'm at. I just was astonished by how fast that shit was. I don't even know if it was fast. Like, we talked about this last week and what, when the stuff came out, like maybe Thursday or Friday. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I feel like I don't necessarily think it is fast, but I do feel like when you are accused of some of the things, well, let me not say accused because he definitely had, I don't know the man business, but I know he got some, some stuff on his record. He's a sexual offender. You can say. Oh yeah, that. no, you can say that. He's a sex offender. He's registered. Okay, offender. Registered. Is, is he a felon? Is he a felon too? I'm assuming the sex of whatever his sex offense was was a felony. He had to yeah, be. it has to be a felony. Uh, see, that's crazy. Ain't no misdemeanor <laughs> sex offender. It's sex so offender. lame. If I if I don't know like you could be a sex offender, but have like other shit going. Either way, if he got a, a F on the support card off sex offender, that's even crazy in itself. But either way, um. When you have that rap sheet and those things on you, you should like want to walk the straight and narrow. Like right. you should, you shouldn't want to be seen nor heard. You should just want to exist. Your wife, your mother of your kids is Nicki Minaj. I'm pretty sure you don't have to work ever again. Like no, ever. Sure stay at home dad. Yes, literally. So what, are you, what are you doing? Like forget the how quick. The judgment was hand out. I don't feel bad because you put yourself in this predicament, bro. These are two women rapping at each other. They not putting hands on each other as far as we know. Um, they just sending subliminals. Let women do that shit. You as a man need to stay up out of it. You living a life. Literally don't have to do nothing. So it's just like, I don't feel bad. Now you got four months at home to sit down and think. And you got to think, that, them four months... This is October, November, December, January. Like you lucky you can come outside for the Super Bowl. But New Year's, Christmas, no, uh-uh. you may not be able to come outside for the Super Bowl because when you a sex offender, you can't be around children. Well, I think it's children like vicinity. The Super Bowl, that's a public stadium. Like I think he good. But even there. Here, if you are in the vicinity of children, depending on what that, that charge is. He can't do that. Like he's literally not allowed. The only child that he can technically legally be around is his own. At that point, I think we'd have to look into it more I was, because I just say, "Dog, you got he, me." So he literally can't step foot anywhere. Then yeah. again, I'm not a sex offender, so I, oh, <laughs> right, I don't have that problem. So I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers, I guess. Yeah, you look. <laughs> if you got the so or your your rap sheet, you tell me I can't go to the football game. Laws are going to get broke, slime. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I can't go to the football, a WNBA game. I can't do nothing because there's kids there. Man, let's look at oh, you, should only, you, you definitely don't, shouldn't find yourself in an AAU game. So, according to the oh, state of wow. Georgia, 
And this is just the state of Georgia because this was the first thing that Google pulled up. According to the state of Georgia, details that sex offenders are barred from going to areas where minors congregate. This includes public parks, private parks, recreational facilities, playgrounds, skating rinks, neighborhood centers, gymnasiums, school bus stops, public libraries, and public community swimming pools. All right, so he can go there as long as he's not a place for a kid and uh, built for a kid. He's cool. So he's lucky. So hopefully this is a a reminder to him. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass still. And enjoy life, bro. Like, niggas get up. Niggas wait till they get the bag and start blowing it. If you poor and you down bad, then I can understand some of the stupidity. But when you M's up, when your life is seemingly on the up and up, why? And what did y'all do? Y'all were outside. We outside looking. Now, I've never been in New York, but I always hear New York is quite big. And it ain't, uh, you know what I'm saying? So what does that do showing your phone, man? We looking for this man. We outside. You know what on the street. Everything about that video. It screamed old. Like, I'm outdated. <laughs> I'm outdated. That's exactly what it screamed. Which, That's not even how young niggas send threats no more. Right. I'm glad you brought that up though, Dre, because I never on the face of this planet thought I would ever agree with Charlemagne the God. That man made him the donkey of the day on the Breakfast Club was like, bro, you were 45 years old doing childish shit. We're you not even gonna bring 45. up niggas' ages, bro. Niggas' ages alone should be like, bro. He was like, bro, you have to be like, he was like, bro, you you are way too old to be doing this childish ass shit. Meanwhile, Offset is what, 29, 30? Something You're 45, like bro. Like He is dead in some countries. Literally. <laughs> you know? So, you know, word to the oh. wise once again. I feel like we always circle back to this. Um, Hey, you all who have kids or that are serious about doing something with your life, keep the dumb shit off social media. It's 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 there. It's gonna get you caught up. It's gonna get you jammed. Let's think about what we do. Like you know, I feel like we keep having these conversations, but week by week, y'all continue to show us that things ain't got no sense. So until it finally clicks in, I don't know what it's gonna take for folks to realize. Hey, maybe I should put pull my camera out during this. You know, I don't know what it's gonna take to get us over that hump. But hey, brother, you got four months to figure it out, and I hopefully you know. You spend this time with your family at home, chilling. Make another baby. Do that. Go at home and and, and make another baby. Or don't. Or don't. Or don't. Are you trying to stop a black man from procreating? I'm trying to stop that black man from procreating. Actually, yes. Yes. Actually, yes. Yes. You can call me Dr. Umar Johnson for that one. Sure am. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. a safe. It's not a brave space for black men. Got you. Oh, it is no. a brave space and a safe space for black men, just not those that are sex offenders. Sorry. Let me tell you something. I can't. Go ahead. Next. <laughs> what you was going to say? What you no. was going to say? No. Niggas need to stop making babies for recreation because at some point, somebody got to be responsible for these motherfuckers. And if it don't be them, it's going to be somebody else. That's not theirs. And stop making babies for recreation, bro. Well, somebody want to preach the sermon, but the word don't care who preach it. Because clearly that's also been a topic of conversation this week about parents having kids that they ain't really want. And then you put them off on the teachers to teach and do all the other stuff. And then y'all be wondering why your baby can't read. One full flat. Clear it out. Clear it out. 
Go ahead, Clark. Let's mm-hmm. get the space. Y'all clear it out. Let him transition. I mean, let him cook. Let him cook. So what do you, what do you mean? What do you so mean? What do brother? I mean by that? Okay, so if y'all have been again not on TikTok, because I know Dre don't live on TikTok, right? Dre, Dre, Dre has a staunch middle finger to the TikTok, right? He don't fuck with them niggas over there on the TikTok, even though the TikTok is kind of interested every, you know, every now and again, but. There uh, was a video of a seventh grade teacher. Sorry for the noise in the background because TikTok clearly does not know how to set the fuck up when I'm trying to find shit. But um, there was a video of a, a teacher on TikTok. His, I guess this is called a handle. It's QB Ski with four eyes, right? And he was talking about how um, he has kids. He's a seventh grade teacher and he has kids that are in seventh grade with him that are still reading on a fourth grade level, right? Okay, so we're gonna play a clip of it real quick so y'all can hear it. No, y'all, can we talk about it? Can we please talk about it? Let's take a moment to discuss. Let's take a moment to debrief. Let's take a moment to unpack. So I'm not really understanding why they not telling y'all. Like, we all know that the world is behind, like, you know, globally, like, you know, because of the pandemic and stuff. But I don't understand why they not stressing to y'all how bad it is. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but these kids are... I'ma just say this. I teach seventh grade, they are still performing on the fourth grade level. I don't care how you flip it, turn it, swing it, swing it, swindle it. They still performing on the fourth grade level. Ain't nobody talking about how they just keep moving, passing them on. They just keep passing them on, 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 passing them on. I can put as many zeros in this grade book as I want to. They gonna move that child to the eighth grade next year. Ain't nobody talking about that. Why they not talking about that? Why they not telling y'all that y'all and why don't y'all know that y'all kids not performing on their grade level? Why y'all don't know this? Why y'all don't know? Talk about it. Let's unpack. Because y'all be quick to talk about, oh, the teacher this, the teacher this, the teacher. It's your job, it's your job, baby. I just got here 30 days ago. She was performing on the fourth grade level since fourth grade. Why we not talk? Well, let's talk about it. You the teacher. You supposed to be, again, she's been on the fourth grade level since the fourth grade. We in seventh grade now, so you let this child go three years and you never knew that your child was still in the fourth grade, ain't never left the... F- Hang it up, flat screen. And fourth grade is being nice. I still have kids performing on grade K, one, two, and third grade levels. I could probably count on one hand how many kids are actually performing on a grade level. So just imagine, you don't know that your child been on the second grade level since the second grade and they now in the seventh or eighth grade. Are you joking right now? And these are future leaders, our future doctors, our future nurses, our future. Please, please. And with that, so a couple things came up on this, this with this topic of conversation, right? Uh, beyond the fact of your child is in seventh grade and can't read on the fourth grade, is and it's only reading on a fourth grade level. The amount of teachers from elementary, middle, high school, and collegiate level admin have chimed in onto this like this i think how many views is up not views how many uh what's the faces is on here this video has been shared up almost seventy five thousand times and has almost fifty thousand likes almost eight hundred thousand uh um what is it uh follows um and twenty eight thousand comments on it right because people have been going in about this and Something that I that I keep hearing is like people keep saying, you know, oh, it's the parents, oh, it's the kids, oh, it's the teachers. And all of the teachers is like, no, girl, it's actually not us. And y'all keep trying to use the pandemic as a scapegoat for why your kids don't know what they know when 
their early learning and their foundation for the stuff that they need in seventh grade starts at your house. And y'all ain't teaching them, right? Y'all ain't making sure that y'all kids are reading. Y'all are not doing sight words and stuff like that. Or, you know, making sure that your kids do their homework or do their work in class and stuff like that, right? Um, But something that somebody else said right before we started recording was like, a lot of y'all are having kids as accessories. Y'all just wanted to be a parent so you can post them on social media, dress them up in nice clothes and stuff like that. But then... You mad when a teacher calls you and your child has an IEP and you got an attitude with me and I'm trying to update you about your child and what they got going on. So, gentlemen, thoughts about that? Since all of us are teachers, we've all taught seventh grade at one point in time. What y'all think? I'll go. So, look, (laughs) I'm going to start with the most recent. Let's start with the pandemic. What I thought should have happened was and came back, take the map test. If you were more than one grade level behind, you needed to go a grade back. It's that simple. I mean, if I wanted to be extreme about it, because I was thinking about this in the shower yesterday, whatever you test on, that's the grade you go to. And if you're over a certain age, then we you just go and get a GED or wait till you're old enough to try to go get a GED. But because... People want to point fingers, <clears throat> and it's really just like it winds up becoming a fucking circle jerk between parents, admin, and students, and they all just blame the teacher. Oh, it's the teacher's fault. It's the teacher's fault. So, the next thing I'm gonna do is when I have my TVOS, and for those of you who don't know, when kids take state tests, this is the thing that they have. You read it, and each student has their name, and they have your name. Then they have how much of the year you taught. You can elect anywhere from 100 to 1%, okay, or even zero. But you wouldn't do that because they wouldn't be on your roster. But anywhere from 100 to 1% based on the time, how much time you taught. And they have their data. So what I'm going to do is every time they have their test, I'm going to take their last map score, and I'm going to put it in front to create context. I'm going to just start doing that. So when you tell me this child is not on achievement level, I'm just going to slide, because I teach sixth grade, I'm just going to slide that they read at the second grade level. I'm just going to just slide that one in. And I'll only, I'll only take or be accountable for those who are on grade level, or I'll even give you one grade level behind of why they didn't do good on a comprehensive test. You ask a kid what they ate for lunch two weeks ago. They don't know. And that's just off of rote memory. Okay? But they don't read. They, don't, they, they cannot read. And I guess we don't set goals specifically. We, shouldn't, we don't set great goals. Instead of them having, what's the word? Instead of them having like, oh, <clears throat> They on grade. How? Why would they all of a sudden be on grade level in sixth grade if they came not being able to read on a third grade level? And also, when people start using these mysterious teachers that bring kids up four grade levels in nine months, I need to see it. I need to see it. Show me. Because it's not realistic. Show me. It's not realistic, especially when. And somebody said this, and I appreciate literally all the comments that people were chiming in, especially the teachers. 
Somebody said, like, in order for your child to be able to do the work in my class in eighth grade, they had to know how to do some of this stuff back in fifth grade. So if they didn't have the knowledge and the skills and the capability to do it back in fifth grade, why are they in my class? And I have been echoing this all my years as a teacher, especially my when I taught 12th grade. That was the one that really threw me off. Like, it got so bad that my kids couldn't write. It was so bad, I stopped assigning essays to them. Like, and when we talk, talk, you know, me teaching 12th grade, I taught government and economics. Now, it's not as much writing in, in, in there, but like my district was trying to push us to be like, you need to, you know, make them do some writing because we're trying to get their literacy skills up. How are they going to get their literacy skills up and they can't read? I'll wait. And it didn't click to me that how bad it was until I talked to that 12th grade English teacher who had been at this school since my kids were in ninth grade. She didn't have most of them. She probably had them once or twice, like either ninth or 10th grade or maybe in 11th grade. But she was like, no, a number of these kids in here literally can't read. Now, mind you, this is literally right before the pandemic hit. This was 2019, right before it got started. And she was like, bro, can't none of these kids in here read like. Well, not all of them, but a good amount of them literally cannot read. So at that point, why am I sitting here having to take the brunt of the bullshit because people are just passing them along at this point? Or well, I'm at, like, oh, I'm going to make it that teacher's problem. I'm gonna, it's it's a problem look, for next year. <laughs> not to cut you off, and I also want to clarify for the for the listening audience, even for those who can read, right, they cannot decode. So we are, and what decoding means is mostly what layman's or people who are not education is comprehend for the most part. So even if I can read word after word after word after word, I can read 10 pages of it or one whole page. When I then look up at you and you ask me, so what was there? What did they talk about? You can't tell me, right? So there's a difference between the fluency in which a child reads and if they're able to actually decode or comprehend what they're reading. First group that we're teaching can't do fluency, can't read at all. And then the second part, right, the other group, is a group that can read. And they'll say, I can read. Okay, cool. Read me that paragraph. Four sentences. Now tell me, what is this about? They can't tell you. They're just going to start regurgitating sentence by sentence. So I always tell them, I know I can read. I know what it says on the paper. What did you gather? What is the, you know what I mean? They can't tell you. So I just want to clarify that. Dre, what you think, bro? Huh. Oh, man. This is like um never-ending story. Yeah, because, you know, I got high school English. So I'm seeing these folks right before they get off into the real world. And, um... Nothing that the young man said like surprises me, especially if you in education. Nothing that he said surprises you, because it's something that's just not been, even in the least bit. It's it's been here since yeah. the current educators were kids. Like we always yeah. knew some folks got passed along or some. Um, so like his video doesn't surprise me at all. Um, what I will say is just that like in totality, totality. Um. Our education system just needs to like be reformed. It needs a revamp because it's like when you have something that is not being taught everywhere as far as across the nation, we have different standards, different things that we um, feel like need to be prioritized. With that, you have 
different. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, resources, different tools. How like and start what were my last, my first school. I was used to getting X, Y, and Z, and then you go to a different setting. It's oh, well, you just get A and B. It's like it's not uniformity on no type of level. Um, we are almost encouraged to pass kids along regardless, no matter the the mm-hmm. stigma to put on them or no matter how this can impact them in the long run. It's just like, look, it's almost impossible to fail somebody right now. So unless you want to deal with mounds of paperwork, pass little John John on. He can't read, but that's the next teacher problem. Like that has become a snowball effect in education. Pass them on, next teacher problem, next teacher problem. And then when they get to me and I'm 11th grade, I'm literally two years away from you being an adult in the real world and you can't read or can't speak or can't type. It's like, what are we, what are we doing here? What, what's going on? So, um, none of that surprises me. It's definitely saddening, disheartening, but parents, some of y'all got to stop. Let's, let's be realistic. Now, if you never heard your child read aloud at home, that's a problem. If you never just said, hey, man, read this for me, that that's a problem because of some of these gaps and shortcomings that we have in education could be fixed with repetition and with just a little more. It don't even have to be an hour dedicated to it. It's been on, on the way home. As soon as you get home, you talking to the little man, man. Hey, man, just tell me. Tell me about your homework. Let me see your homework. Go through this with me, because those little things there start to build and like, all right, you know what's going on. You see what's going on. You have a realistic idea of where your child is. So when parent teacher conference come around and you see these C's and D's or these map scores, that's atrocious. You don't automatically jump down the teacher's throat or at the school throat. You like, well, I knew little man, man struggle with SC words or he couldn't comprehend informative text. It's not a surprise to you now. So it's just such a, a layered problem, a systemic issue. It's so complex. It's not, but it's not. It's complex because it's a lot of different moving pieces that like impact the student. But um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, bro. It's very, uh, it's very simple, bro. As a parent of three kids, two of which are in high school at this point, um. If you're a parent and you're surprised at a parent-teacher conference, that's your fault. It's Ooh. not the teacher's fault. It's not the uh, it's not the school's fault. It is your fault. It is your fault. Can you we should say never... that from the Himalayas, please? Because my God, let me tell you something. Anytime I've seen a, I already knew a grade was coming that was going to be. I know my children inside it out, inside out. No, I truly know. Okay, I know they're academic person. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about all that other shit. I'm talking about, I know they're academic person. So when kid B brings in three A's, but he got a C in science, I knew that because we had already talked. I knew that's his weakest point And I knew going into high school, this was, this was going to be. So we have to focus a little bit more on that. You feel what I'm saying? I knew that already. I'm never surprised. Never surprised when it comes to grades. Behavior sometimes because peer pressure will make you do silly shit that ain't you. I'll give you a little bit of that. I'll give you that. I will give you all that, right? And a kid only got to do it one time for you to be like, nah, we not rocking like that. And they cool. But if I'm being fair, academically, you should never be surprised. 
And even at this point, I still have still have parents with all the systems that my school has still don't know. I have yet to see it in the last time I had a, a parent sit in the classroom was like four years ago. What happened to that? Why y'all don't come and invite yourself in the class? I promise you any and every teacher will be willing and able to have you. You come in. Hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Turner, I just want to sit in just because I'm new here. I want to see the, how to flow a class. Or I personally won't care. Sure. I'm transparent all day, every day. All right. But what, what we're starting to find is and see is somehow between student and teacher, the burden of proof is always on the teacher. So a student goes and says, well, teacher A didn't let me do te this test because they don't like me. Let me give your parents another tip. If it's week four, it's not even, a, we still don't even know your child if they're new. Okay. I promise you, if I did dislike a student, which I really never have, except for maybe one, they'll never know it. Because I know their children at the end of the day. And I would never, no teacher wakes up brushing their teeth and like, how I'm going to fuck up little Johnny day to day. But you know who probably do wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to fuck over Mr. Turner today? Lil Johnny. You know who don't know that Lil Johnny coming in and fucking up all the teacher's days? Mr. and Mrs. Johnny. But... But also, can we also hit on that too, though, real quick? Not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Tutoring is not a fucking punishment. You're not punishing me for your child not doing what's supposed to, or your lack of awareness throughout the quarter. But go ahead. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say too much more. No, 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 because no, I want to. I just want to add on to the point what you were saying. Like you know how you you know who has that idea of going in and fucking up some people. That the thing is that. That's also another portion of it, too, is that a lot of y'all kids are getting away with bloody murder, as my grandmama used to put it, are getting away with bloody murder, and then you put it back on the teacher. Well, why you ain't regulating their behavior, and this is that and the third? Okay, so just walk with me real quick. Just following your logic. How am I going to sit here and regulate your child's behavior when, A, depending on the subject that I teach, I have a very limited amount of time, right? Facts. And not, sometimes it's not even dependent upon the subject, right? It's dependent upon the school, it's dependent upon the district, it's dependent upon all of that, right? Because, and mind you, I've taught block scheduling, 90-minute classes. I've taught 50- and 45-minute classes. I've taught 75-minute classes, right? But if I have to spend 10 minutes out of my, t uh, of my time trying to address your child, redirect your child, trying to get your child back on track, that's 10 minutes of time that I could have been devoting to my, my teaching or I could have been devoting to helping the other students, right? So I don't have the time or the bandwidth to consistently or continually address your child about behaviors that they should know is, is incorrect and know is not tolerated. That that, But the only way that the child would know that is if you were paying them attention at the house. Now, mind you, some kids do act a different way at school than they, than they do at home because... We all taught at the same school. We we know some of them kids off the top of our head that we know. Yeah, they don't act like this in front of their mom and daddy. And you know they don't act like that in front of their mom and daddy because when you do contact their mom and daddy, they be sitting there shook. Because there's been plenty of times where, you know, during in the pickup line, the car ride or pickup line, where uh, that child didn't expect. They was going over the happy and everything. 
And I'd walk up to the parent and be like, can I holler at you? Can you pull over real quick? Let me holler at you real quick, right? Or I had a, I had a time when I taught ninth grade uh, where one of my students literally acted a damn fool the entire class, didn't want to shut up, none of that, right? His daddy came to check him out of school. Didn't know his daddy. That was the first time I had met his daddy. Soon as he said, soon as the uh, secretary from the office like, yeah, he's uh, going home. I said, who's here to pick him up? She was like, dad. I said, can you sit to my room real quick? Just real quick. I just need five minutes of his time. Soon as I said that, that boy, that you saw the blood go out that boy's face. Every other kid in the room was like, ooh, you shouldn't have did that. He was like, bro, his daddy don't play like that. I said, so let that be a lesson to the rest of y'all. Don't try me then. Because I don't know why y'all think like think that's okay. What did his daddy do? Took him out of school, checked him. And his daddy was like, oh, I had a whole day planned for you. We was going to go have fun, all this stuff, go to lunch, all this stuff. All that shit did. But what his daddy did do, take him across the street to the funeral home and woke that ass out. How I know? Because I could hear it from my classroom. So my thing is, is like, why do y'all, and the last portion to that is, why do you think that I have time to address your child and there's 27 other kids in the room too and 10 of them act just like your child? A lot of y'all struggling with just three or four kids. Imagine doing this with 27, anywhere from 20 to 27 kids, all from very different households. So where, where little, little Jill, she able to shut her door and smack her teeth and not listen and shut down when she want to, whenever she don't agree what's going on. And they have all the weekend and all the time in the world to have this long conversation with mom and dad to have why our feelings matter and how we express them. Meanwhile, little Johnny over here, he don't know, he don't know how to regulate his emotions. He punch, he, he get mad, he punch walls and he punch your walls, man. But you're not going to mention that. But he punching walls over here and you didn't mention that to me before he even started in this class. That's another thing. Make sure you interest yourself, your, introduce yourself to the teachers first and get to know them first before you start taking whatever that kid say for face value. But anyways... Lil Johnny over here punching walls and all this stuff. I just met Lil Johnny. We in week four. At the end of the day, I still don't know these kids for real, for real at the end of quarter one. Not for real. Not as people. Right? Not deep down. Like, was all, you know what I'm saying? Especially mm-hmm. with sixth grade now because sixth grade is the intro. So they ain't even had a year here. Everything is, this is, a, this is the, and I'm going to tell y'all, anybody who wondering, that extra year in elementary school did not do them well. Continuing on. Um, but yeah, Lil Johnny just all randomly punching Punching the walls. Now here we got little Jane in the back. She started getting triggered because her dad beat on her mom. Used to beat on her mom. So when she see little Johnny punching on walls, all of a sudden she snaps. She runs out the room, darts full speed out the room. Now that she didn't ran out the room, little Jane friend they trauma bonded last year. Now she didn't ran after her to go. Now they it's somewhere in the hallway. So this is stuff that literally happens every it's, day. It's not. This is not extreme. And this is not like a, oh, once a week type of thing. This is once a class period. Because imagine, because now elementary school teachers have one class for the most part that they see all day. Yeah. At any given point in time, if you teach middle and high school, you see five or six different classes a day. So in total, you have roughly about 125, 130 kids. Like, so why do you think that, then it is okay for you to come after the teacher for not doing X, Y, and Z, not recognizing that your child is one out of 130. It is one of me and 130 of them. 
Like, come on, like, let's put the logic together, people. Like, it's not hard. And so when y'all are sitting here talking about, oh, you know, well, it's the teacher fault because they're not doing this, is that, and the third, or why I didn't know about X, Y, and Z. No, the question is why you didn't know about X, Y, and Z. You had access to power school. You had access to teacher ease. There was never a time my mama Duology. wasn't that. Right. You, there was Ignore never a time that my mama had ever, ever had that she didn't know about what my grades looked like. There was never a time, never a time my mama didn't know that. She may ask me about it to see if I'm going to lie about it. Facts. But that was never a time that Elizabeth had no clue about what I was doing in my classes because my teachers didn't play that and she didn't play that. Right? So y'all got to be realistic with this, right? The, like, yes, there are some teachers who are not doing their job. However, that is 0.01% of the whole, right? Things that, that need to be addressed is lack of involvement by parents in totality. Mm -hmm. And then the other issue that I have is it's the system as a whole, because all of this is by design and by plan that your child can't read in seventh grade, that your child can't read in 12th grade. Because as somebody just said on, on, on TikTok, an uneducated citizen, citizenry, I hate saying that word, is not going to fight back if somebody tries to, you know, overtake them. They're not going to do that. Like, and, and here's the thing. Everybody wants to say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. Because history will tell you that, that that's a thing. No, they when need you, people to be, they need a certain group, not a certain group, but they need a certain amount of people to be uneducated. Because at the end of the day, those of us who can make money and can get educated and can do other jobs, we need somebody to cook our fast food. Mm -hmm. We still need Lunch somebody toilet. to Fix my Carry our bags, room. clean our rooms. Mm -hmm. So they're they okay. That goes back okay. to the past. Am I lying, Dre? Cook, cook, cook. I'm, I'm, I saw one four flat. Yeah, they need, they, bro. They need people. They need people. They never gonna tell you that. Mm -hmm. But the reason why we get stuck in this passing them alone, passing them alone, passing them alone, because we never hold families accountable. If we don't hold parents accountable. Um, we don't hold districts accountable. We don't hold the government accountable. So they're okay with your child not really being able to read because they're making being able to to um, punch in um, a meal at McDonald's easier. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to. You don't have to read. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You'll be okay, right? Um, for what? For what we you don't need to comprehend, and even when we go certain places, we could tell like, oh yeah, yeah this is me. And people say, well, all of this is for all of this is for um, all of this is for high school kids. No, it's not, because mm -mm. the high school kids that are going somewhere, they in ACT, SAT prep. Mm -hmm. Their parents will make sure somehow they get some type of allowance. Like they're not learning to be a worker. You can still be in our education system and learn how to not be a worker. I understand. On the whole, they say they teach us to teach us to be a cog in the wheel. Well, sure, but those of the us that want to do a little bit more than that and like at least feel like we have some autonomy and in, in happenstance of what we're doing, we do we go above and beyond. We do different things, you know, to try to like right our wrongs, right ourselves. But like at the end of the day, like. If we being honest, the reason why your child can't read is because of you. Mm -hmm. You, the parent. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's because of you. Honestly, I don't care that you have more kids than you can afford because that was a choice. Um, Ooh, say that louder because that's the other thing. That's the other um, thing. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm not going to go too much on it. I understand that you work, maybe you work nights. You got to figure it out. It's not my job to figure it out for you. Um, and even with that, I'm sorry to cut you off again. Even with that, my sister works nights. We got three kids. All of them know how to read. My niece is in eighth grade, nephews in seventh grade, uh, youngest nephew is three years old. That three-year-old, that boy, can, he can read already. Kids are a sacrifice, not an accessory. Thank and the you. problem is, y'all get past the toddler stage where they still wearing the soft shoes and y'all can match. And then when they, we actually get to school, most of y'all just happy they in school because y'all don't have to pay for the nursery anymore. So let's be let's start there. Like y'all don't care that it's free. It's free babysitting. Um, and we saw and that yeah. in the pandemic because y'all didn't want to be around y'all kids. Y'all was so happy that they went back to school. So and you would have thought after the pandemic, they, they would have built some clarity amongst people. But no, you would have thought because, again, going back to my point with behavior, if you didn't like your child for the nine months that you had to deal with them. What the hell make you think we want to deal with them? But it also did. But at the same time, it's like how people say tell military people thank you for your service but at the end of the day they don't they don't actually do anything to support it they tell nurses during that time mm-hmm. you're heroes while at the same time putting their lives at risk 24 mm-hmm. hours a day and supported the government that did it but anyways the reason why your child can't read is you okay we're gonna just leave it at that the reason why your child cannot read is you mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dre, what say you? Anything against the ad? Um, no, nah, man. I think y'all y'all killed the parents enough. So get on your shit, parents. Teach us. Hold on. Hold strong. Please. And um prayers, thoughts, and 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 wishes to all parties involved. <laughs> right. Oh man. That's what be in my house. We're Gucci. Okay. Okay. You feels, you feels me. Oh. But anyways, yeah, yeah. switching gears because I want to talk about something a little bit more funner. Uh, funner, cool. We can't have that intellectual conversation in the next sentence. You clue the word funner. Actually, I can. Cool, cook, cook king. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I got enough papers to say I know what I'm doing for me to talk. Hey, hey, talk, hey talk your shit. Talk, talk your shit. But anyway, is um, Drake. You, you told me you came up funny. on a big discovery uh, over the week, and I'm really interested because I ain't I, I, ain't, I ain't pushed too much into it, but I oh. feel like you're going to say some things that I know, but I for sure know you're going to say some things I did not know. And oh. do you, okay, do you know who they directed to as well? Yeah. Were you able I got to find it. out each one? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's um, go. So before we dive into this, I want to ask y'all, what, in your opinion, what makes a diss track like? formidable or like what makes a, a diss track a good diss track let, let me start there and, and get y'all opinions on this because then that'll help me roll out these couple of tracks that i happen to find so for me personally i like when names are called but you know most people don't like to call names they like to be childish and you know Wait, what you mean calling you mean like say put put a name on a bullet or just like calling names like ha ha you 
because I could talk about Ether and how Ether wasn't really that great because it wasn't facts. It was just name calling. Do you mean like name calling or like actually? Oh no, no, name, name calling is childish. No, I want you to ask. Okay, okay, gotcha, I want, gotcha. what, what did Monique say? If you can't name names, keep this shit on the playground. That's the type of energy that I'm on. Okay, okay, okay gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. for me, it's personally that, but also even if you don't call names, it's the level of pettiness or spiciness of the information that you got. So like when Pusha T and Drake was going at it, I was like. My petty side was like, oh, I was eating that up. It was, it was, it was, it was a great time. Great time. Great time. Great, great time. Uh, uh, for me, a, a diss track, the best ones, <laughs> the best ones are the ones like it tap into your shower thoughts. Like some everybody at some point has thought about this about this person. Like this, everybody got questions. When you were when you famous and you in the limelight, eventually you're gonna have some questionable uh activities or, or things about you know that's gonna go on and when they when they hit it on the head and they say what everybody been thinking that's always key for me too that's always key for me or when i say some slick shit that only me and you know what i'm talking about and the rest of them gotta go be like hold on let me go do some research oh my god that's when that shit really hit so yeah that'll be my two hmm i'm we gonna circle back around to your ether take because that I've been over here this whole time thinking like, did he just say that? But yeah, we gonna come, we gonna come back to that. So um, we set the stage. So I got an idea, kind of how y'all feel about this track. So just past week or whatnot, uh, I won't say it was on Instagram or Twitter, but somehow a thread just popped up of um, like R and B songs or pop songs that were really diss tracks, and it kind of had like you know the artists the lyrics and then like who was the intended target now some of these i was like okay i ain't i ain't peaked you know what i'm saying i didn't know and then you get the backstory and it's like damn so you know wanted to share a couple of these with you all see if you knew about it and kind of how you feel about it so um the first one to start off with hopefully we all know cry me a river we know it's a diss song hopefully everybody for sure for sure for sure Okay, okay, yeah, Cry Me River is I a didn't think one. about it like that, but that makes sense. Like, that makes a Did lot of sense. Did you see the about. video, bro? The video, I remember when it came out, the, the stories behind it. But if you look at years, the lyrics... Years ago. Ah, Miller, I'm going to give you a quick bar, and I'm going to get up out of That's the first one I seen from Dude to Chick, and I, I felt bad. I was like, that I knew, like... Yeah. I was like, fuck. Uh, you were my son, you were my earth, but you didn't know all the ways that I loved you. So you took a chance and made other plans, but I bet you didn't think that it would come crashing down. You'd have to say what you did. I already know. I found out from him. Now there's just no chance for you and me that'll never be. And don't it make you sad about it? <clears throat> and that's just the first verse. Like that's how Justin Timberlake came Damn. off the roof. Talking about Britney Spears for those of you that don't know. So that Jeez. was one that was kind of like real. Okay, felt that. I knew that. Um, Holla Bad Girl by Gwen Stefani. Did you all know that that was a diss? No. That's a diss track? That's a diss track. So apparently, and she's dissing Courtney Love. Courtney Love has been dissed quite a few times on this list from, <laughs> from several groups and people. So apparently... Wait, the, is that the, the 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 brunette chick from Friends? I'm not I think? famous with whites, but I definitely heard the name and feel like I've seen her before. But right. Holla Bad Girls at this. Essentially, in one of her 
It's like whenever the song came out, 2005, 2006, whatever, um, Courtney Love was doing a press run for something, and they was asking her personal questions about her upbringing. And um, her quote, I'm going to say it, being famous is just like being in high school, but I'm not interested in being the cheerleader that everybody knows. I'm not interested in being a Gwen Stefani. She's the the cheerleader, and I'm the, the one out in the smoker shed. So this was quote verbatim in a interview and basically saying how she's not superficial a junkie. <laughs> that's a drag damn she's not superficial she's not damn. so gwen got a hold of this or mind you this is gwen stefani's biggest song i think arguably her only uh solo hit and hell, if you hit solo hit like to this magnitude um and if it's you yeah, and if you look at the video and partner with the lyrics, you'll be like, "Oh, she's petty." So <clears throat> I'm a, the I'm song starts. Look at that shit. A few times I've been around that track, but it's not going to happen like that because I ain't no holler back girl. I heard what you were talking shit, and you didn't think that I would hear it. People hear you talking like that, getting everybody fired up. So I'm going ready to attack. Going to lead the pack. Going to get a touchdown. Going to take you out. That's right. Put your pom poms down. Getting everybody fired up. Oh. Um, yeah, and oh, hey, that's that's the first verse, and then the hook comes in again. So that's right, dude. Meet me at the bleachers. No principals. No student teachers. Both of us want to be the winner, but there can only be one. So I'm gonna fight you. Gonna give it my all. Gonna make you fall. Gonna sock it to you. That's right. I'm the last one standing until another one bites the dust. Um, yes. So. <laughs> Partner that, and when y'all get a chance, look at the video because it's like a high school themed video. And in it, she's a cheerleader. It's like she trolled. I remember this. She was in a cheerleader joint. Yes, bro. So trolled her something. Okay. Crazy. No wonder I used to like that song because I used to like Gwen's to find the music, but I didn't. It didn't click to me until you started reading them lyrics. That oh, that shit. She went off. Hey, look. Let me just say, R and B artists are like some of my favorites. This artist as they just know how to make a hit yeah, out of this point. This pop, you ain't hit an R and B one yet. Niggas yeah. throwing shade of niggas, niggas dissing in the pop. Damn, these are hits. These are hits. These are yeah, not even like Taylor Swift started that shit with throwing 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 shade in the hit in the pop songs, but nah. Right. Clearly, well, Ariana Grande. All right, two more I got. Did y'all know um, Survivor by Destiny Child was a diss? Yes, that I did know. That one was I did though. Was it to the other two that left? Okay. That left. That's I, crazy. I didn't know that, but hold on, don't you fret? Oh, I'm gonna but wait, you hold on. So somebody did a uh, real quick. Somebody did a, a a what is it? A Photoshop thing? Y'all know Beyonce mm-hmm. is finishing her Renaissance tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if y'all now some of our younger listeners, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But for us that grew up in the nineties and the two thousands, y'all remember when? DC four went to DC three, and she told Beyonce told Pharaoh, you know, if you leave now, we can send you your luggage. Mm-hmm. Somebody had Photoshop and put that on the screens at the Houston tour that said "no luggage" as a dish shot to uh, Pharaoh, who used to be part of. But they said it was screen, it was uh, Photoshop. I thought that shit was hilarious because I was like, if Beyonce yeah, was that level every... of petty, I would have screamed. Why that lady ain't said shit in years, bro? What the That's fuck is wrong? If she was that level of petty, because that shit would have been hilarious. Punching down. That's punching down. That's I'm punching really down. Crazy. Yeah, that's punching I mean, down, sweetheart. Been out the that's group for twenty years. 
You feel me? But just to give y'all a quick um a quick refresher. Mm-hmm. Now that you're out of my life, I've got so much better. You thought I'd be weak without you, but I'm stronger. You thought I'd be broke without you, but I'm richer. You thought I'd be sad without you. I love harder. You thought I wouldn't grow without you. I'm wiser. You thought I'd be helpless without you. I'm smarter. You thought I'd be stressed without you, but I'm chilling. You thought I wouldn't sell without you, but we sold nine million. That uh, that last line is where I, I knew I was like, more. okay, that's that's because the first couple lines could have been attended to anybody. But that you thought we weren't gonna sell without you, but we sold nine million. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I see what's going on. Um, two more. One is just an honorable mention. Um, Marvin Gaye did a whole diss album. Um, at his peak of his uh career, while everything was going good, his uh wife, who was Barry Gordon's sister, filed for a divorce and basically took half his money. But he didn't have any money because he had a insane cocaine addiction so he promised her the royalties to like his next two albums and he made two duds um here my dear is the name of the album and all throughout the album it's like i couldn't go through it but it's several songs in that album where he's talking about his divorce of his wife and he's purposely making it trash so she can only have like you know a couple of coins instead of giving a classic but i figured like that was an interesting um you know uh, what do you we call it? Honorable mention, and um, one of the last ones I wanted want to throw out there. Um, did you know I love your girl was a diss song? Hell yeah! You? I had no idea. Did you know this, Marsha? I did, but now that I'm playing the lyrics back in my head, she no, thought you know it ass about, to call it whoever. She be like, "Fuck that nigga!" Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love your girl for our audience. Is a song by the Dream classic, and he is dissing Lil Wayne, who at the time was like, yeah, peak Lil Wayne, two thousand seven Lil Wayne. If you Lil know anything about that, to me. Oh yes, it, it wasn't for Nivea. Who this was for? It was, nah, it, for it was for Nivea. It was for Nivea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me let me give you this verse. <clears throat> yeah, we be up in the club. I see her do her thing. You might want to rap, but she'll make you sing. I was on her. She was on him. Now she all up on my thing and my thing on her hip. She ATL pop. Don't know how to act. She left for one song and came right back. Grinding on me the rest of the night. Her man started mugging. You can see it in her eyes. Little mama so hood. I love your girl. Little mama stay fly. I love your girl. White beater with the denim. I love your girl. She keep them heels on high. I love your girl. Man, look at Shorty Roll. I love your girl. Man, look at Shorty go. I love your girl. I'm sorry I've got it in for your new girlfriend. Now she pull her fingers through her hair. You trying to call her over there. But she's like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> she drop it down to the floor. I'm like, Shorty, you could go. But she like, fuck that nigga. <laughs> call it MV. I want her on me. All up in my head. Now she's in my bed. That's verse wow. one. Me and Lil Shawty in the back talking about this, talking about that. I got on Patron. She acting all bad. Your girl chose me. Don't be mad. Kelly told y'all don't bring him in the club. The way that she rocks, she got your boy in law. And I pray that y'all weren't serious because seriously, she's on my dick. Like, and the biggest thing about this is who he was attacking at the time. Insane. 
insane. You're going you in lying to me. Like, wow. Well, technically, this is before Carter 2, though. Right? Isn't this before no, Carter 2? 2007 no. is when Carter 3 came out. You tripping. Oh. came out in 05, Well, okay. To be fair. To be fair. You can't. Wayne, I don't think, was commercially super big until after Carter 3. Commercially. I think Carter 3 is what did it. Yeah. To me, I'm like, nigga, you're fucking insane because I know Wayne would dish your ass for 20 years straight. And he would say a some whole, of the most boring, good shit. Oh my God. Oh, wow. So, so wow. Because at first, my whole thought why you're doing this is why he do this to him, to him, to Wayne, bro. Of all people. Dwayne Michael Carter, but yeah, he bold, he bold man. So, so, so you know that was just like a a quick little rundown. They had a bunch of like rock star uh, Beatles songs and shit on there that I was like, oh, this cool. I don't really care about, but definitely yeah. some of those ones that I remember and like sung. And I'm like, hold on, you was getting your shit off this whole time. Oh yeah, man, time. Yeah. So, wow! Shout out to the real finessers, those of you all who can get a message through and make it a hit without shooting yeah, somebody house up or adding a switch on it. That's, that's hard. That's hard. So, I would say I have a, a song. It's not necessarily a diss track, but it is a messy nigga track. Uh, if y'all know of Bobby Womack, y'all know if you got an old soul, you got some of the elders around you, Bobby Womack's uh, I Wish He Didn't Trust Me So Much. It's about that's him. what Curtis Mayfield, somebody wife that uh, he uh, hit. Yeah, I, I, was, I knew that. He was fucking on the man's wife, and yeah, that was, that's what the song is about. Yeah. Shit, deuces. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> Dirty Mac and ass song. Like, it was deuces, my nigga. By Chris Brown. I'm saying, who was the target? What's going on? Oh, um, shit. I know the answer to this. I can't think of the person. Um, Rucci. Yes, that child. I couldn't think of her. He did. i fucking. <laughs> It was Karuchi. I mean, Ariana Grande would thank you next. Oh. That was a. That was a. I got a. Uh, yeah, nigga, Big Sean. Big Sean I don't fuck with you. Yeah, but you know, rap rappers be a little bit too direct. His shit was not direct. I don't fuck with you. But and then it was a hit, niggas. Imagine you go to the club, especially at that time, because they was bumping that bitch. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sweetheart. I'm reading deuces right now. All that bullshit for the birds. You ain't nothing but a vulture. Always hoping for the words, waiting for me to fuck up. You'll regret the day when I find another girl that knows just what I need. She knows just what I mean when I tell her keep it drama free. Hmm. Yeah. Chonk, chonking up the... Yeah, bro. Shout out the music. Shout out the hip-hop 50 years running. Let's keep this thing going. <laughs> uh, and we going to segue right here and take a quick break. Then we'll be right back with some more of the Study Hall podcast. And Negroes and Negresses and other peoples, we are back. <laughs> the cries of outrage. Uh, I got two. They're going to be real quick. But before we get into that, we had a listener submit a cry of outrage. Oh, uh, and if you have a cry of outrage that you want to submit, by all means, um, 
find us on the Instagram at, at the Steady High Podcast, and you can DM us your cry of outrage. Uh, so yeah, um, but we go. I'm gonna get into that in a second. Let me just get my little two out the way, and we gonna we gonna do this. So real quick, uh, there was a video that was circulating around uh, TikTok about somebody somewhere. I don't remember where this was. But essentially, a student at a school was um, essentially being sexually assaulted by the people on his team. He's an athlete, I want to say a football player. Um, And apparently there were some heinous acts that were being done in the locker room where they were like essentially violating this child. Like people on the team was violating the child, essentially. Um, And as the news report was going on or whatever, Essentially, what happened was like the coach had like played it off like, oh, like a boys and be boys type situation. Um, and people in the comments were doing the same thing, like, oh, boys and be boys, you know, this is normal. This happened on my team. This this happened to me, blah, 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 blah. And they, and they were laughing about it. So real quick cry of outrage. Y'all know how y'all keep saying that niggas ain't shit? Or like, you know, when people do stuff to folks and y'all like to go past it like the harm that was caused to them isn't it, like causing them to do the same thing, i.e. R. Kelly. First of all, I'm not going to defend him, but I will say that y'all are sitting here talking about, oh, you know, R. Kelly is wrong for doing what he did to those women. But y'all forgot the part where R. Kelly and his brother both said in the documentary, my sister sexually assaulted us. Right now, this doesn't excuse him or absolve him of any wrongdoing, but you have to have context of how they even got to where they are before you can make a judgment call, at least to me and my my um my world, right? I want to say this to the coach and to those people in the comments, don't procreate. And if you already have, I pray for your kids. Because if y'all are sitting here and y'all are okaying this, we have a lot more issues to get to before and after we talk about your kids can't read, right? Because a lot of homophobia starts because, quote unquote, straight men do gay shit to other straight men through harassment, through assault, through whatever. And then y'all be wondering why that boy is homophobic later on down the line or is transphobic later on down the line or disrespects women later on down the line. It's the actions that happen in childhood that causes that type of stuff. But I don't know. I don't. For some reason, y'all don't seem to understand that and y'all don't get it. And to that, some of y'all just need to be stoned, as I said a couple of episodes ago before. This is why I said bring back stoning and shame, because y'all are off y'all rocking. And then my second cry of outrage is, uh, I can't tell you where I was that this happened, but I need y'all to stop being fucking nasty. Okay? Why did I say that? So I walked out of a place that I was at to my vehicle. And what did I see next to my back driver tire? A used condom with nuts still in it. (laughs) And the killer part, what really pissed me off wasn't the fact that it was by my car. The part that got me was the fact that where I was There are kids there all the time that frequent over there all the time. And when I say kids, I mean like babies, like five-year-olds up to like middle school 
early high school kids that are over there all the time. Now, if you need to get your rocks off that bed that you fucking outside, then sure, go for it. I, more power to you. Amen. But you can take your used condom and throw it in the garbage? That was too hard, especially when a trash can was literally less than 10 feet away from you. That was hard. My problem is, it's like going back to the conversation with education. The biggest issue that I have was that a lot of y'all are doing stupid shit, or at least the theme is for my two cries of outrage, right? There's a lot of y'all are doing stupid shit and it's directly impacting these kids. And that's not what y'all are thinking about as if these same kids are not going to grow up and be decision makers of the world, right? And when I told somebody about this, I was like, I'm not even necessarily like trying to be irate about it or be like a bitch about it. But like, what if y'all had an STD that you weren't even aware of and you just left that condom out there and these kids are inquisitive, they're impressionable, they 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 trying to see what it is or what it look like, and then they go touch it. Like, y'all gotta do better, bro. That's 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 unsanitary, that's gross, and you're putting people's child, putting people's children and other grown folk putting their life at, at, at stake because you couldn't take your you know, things and put them where they where they belong and where they need to be. I just need y'all to do better. I really do. I really, 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 really just need y'all to do better, right? Um, and I had a third cry of outrage, but um, I'm pretty sure I got it all off um, at the conversation when we were talking about um, the, the school. Just do better. If y'all know that the system is the problem, sounds like we need to dismantle the system, right? More on that later. Dre, what you got? Trying to think. My cry outrage. Uh, I got a light one. I'm trying to think. Do I have anything else before I say this? Mm, nah, that's pretty much it. Hey, um, Arby Graham, stop pushing the fucking album back. You're supposed to drop it the weekend before you came to the show here. Which I'll be in attendance. So I was looking forward to for my dogs and then going to the concert. Then you pushed it back like another week. Fucking loser, bro. Please. Was, and with all this pushback, perm. what'd you say? He was getting his hair permed. He he didn't have time. Look. He was at the shop. You, in didn't, the chair. you didn't you didn't make views, so I don't like your sarcasm right now. Let me cook. Um so with that being said, you um this shit need to be some shit, Aubrey. The the way that this has rolled out and the way that this has been presented is very undrake-like-ish. It's not as clean as we used to seeing it. But I keep hearing that this is some amazing music. So I'm having hope. So, Mr. Graham, sir, uh, deliver some good shit on what October 6th now. Or else this is gonna this is gonna be one of them impactful things for you, bro. Like, I feel yeah. like we say that every album, though. No, we have not said that about. Well, let me not say we. I didn't say that about Lover Boy. His last three, the Jump with Twenty One, the Honestly Nevermind, or the Lover Boy. I didn't feel like those or Dark Lane demo tapes that was during the pandemic. None of his last four projects, I felt like he needed to do anything crazy for the simple fact of where we were in the world and kind of like. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't called for all that. But now 
you and the the other two, you, Cole, Kendrick, y'all 35 plus, y'all should be on your way out the door. So out the door, you need to leave with some party favors and leave us with some fucking classics. J. Cole is the only person trying to hold up his end of the bargain, I feel like. He jumping on features. He jumping on... He... Are you okay? You all right? Okay. I feel like Kendrick he, is too, but that's more so my own personal opinion. But okay. Not getting me talking about that last Kendrick album. Oh my God. We're we going to have a whole other hour and a half segment. What? Please let me... <laughs> it just wasn't all that. Let me say that. I might make an like, argument that that might, that might be his worst album. I don't disagree with you. And he is one of my favorite Tell rappers. Me I'm lying, Meech. That was his I worst album. I don't disagree. I don't like the word worse. It's not, it's not, his standard. not worse. It's his standard. Not his worse, albums. But compared to the other ones, and I get like that it's he was in a different space with making this album, but like compared to the other ones. This one didn't catch me to come back with no replay value. Like, damn, I can run that shit back. To Pimple Butterfly, I can run that back multiple times. This one? Me know that, bro. It's his worst. You can say it. To his standard, this was his worst album. To me, it was where he was at in life, bro. And I connected with this album. I mean, okay, we could say 444 was some worst album. It was Jay-Z's worst album, but it was where he was at in life. And just so happened that where Kendrick be at mentally... A lot of times, I mean, shit. I don't believe I, it. That's where I be at. Um, I just Drake still out here horn, so I don't really be connecting to that. But like where I'm at with family and life, like I be connect, I be connected. So like when Drake start, you know, I mean, yeah, my relationship with my son ain't the same as his. But like, I just was connecting where he was at, bro. Like the last song on it. Have you listened to Father Time on that, bro? I listened to the, to the entire album once. And I don't think I ever went back. I mean, that's an issue when you're talking about Kendrick Lamar, but okay. Um, but yeah, like I just, I think where I was at in life, bro, he I was connecting with family and who I, who I am as a man and shit like that. But commercially, yeah, we could say it wasn't his best performing one, but like, I don't like worse because that make it sound like it was not good. But like, if it wasn't, I mean, you comparing something to Good Kid, Mad City, how old was he when he made Good Kid, Mad City? Of course, I'm not going to be talking about the same shit or like, I don't know. It's it's, um, it's not even about the content. It's just the way it was delivered. I mean, the mention, we never expect <clears throat> like uh, bland or just stereotypical messaging or content from Kendrick. So I right. expect the introspect, but like, I feel like Damn and the Pimp of Butterfly well, all, I feel like all his projects are intro, introspective and reveal a different side of him that most artists probably don't tap into. But they were still sonically pleasing. They still had. So to you, it wasn't. It wasn't sonically pleasing to you. Yeah, it wasn't. I, it wasn't I take that. I take that because I would say this is probably his second most experimental album. If I'm being honest, Dan was very much commercial in line with the commercial. He had a lot of like stuff you can play in a club. And that was one thing about Kendrick outside of, outside of the big three. You don't really be bumping it. I mean, J. Cole really either. That's not the shit you're going to play at a party. They're not going up shit like that, which is fair because we got Drake for that, right? Like, Legends could coexist at once. But, um, yeah, um, I just real quick. So that single gave you hope to the, for this album? Uh, The single, no. But the content, yes. 
Cause yeah, for I sure. feel like I, 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 like, I give you that. Yeah, like I feel like he has had to play this. Um, I don't think I heard him say the B word. Damn that long like ass. This nigga right off the first bar. Off, between this and her loss, he has been letting bitches fly. Like he been, yeah, he, he been letting it go out there. So I think that this is gonna be one of those albums where, like, okay, he not on the universe, or he, or maybe he is. But I feel like he now has like got it to that point in the career where, all right, I don't have to, I don't have to check off here and there. Like I'm, I'm a true free entity, so I can really get off some of the shit that I really been wanting to say. I think but I, he mm, lost all his dream girls, bro. He lost all the girls. He lost all the girls he really wanted to settle down with when he was done. Like Georgia's gone, Rihanna's gone. So like now he's starting to get into a place where he just. You ever watch him show? It'd be like some famous dude, and he just fucking chicks, but he don't feel none of that shit. He's just so now he just giving the girls. He just you know what I'm saying. I think he just he really just lost all the chicks. He you know they do, but not the ones he want. Mm. Uh, you know, you'll be surprised. You go to a popular page, you'll see some. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. All this to say that um Aubrey, you need to um deliver. I feel like a lot is at stake. We passed the pandemic. This is not a joint venture. Um, you ain't got no beef right now. Like, or maybe you do. We don't we never know with him. We just need, or I can speak for myself, I need classic. I need you to bar niggas head off. I need a, a 8 a.m. in Houston or some type of shit. I need a time stamp in a city that let Wait, me know what type of time we Drop low yeah. on the album or not a classic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need something like that that's going to really let me know, oh, you about to rap rap. Because that's my favorite Drake. When he rap and when he comes to rap. I think that's everybody's favorite Drake, bro. Nah, some people like the melodic or the toxic Drake and all that. Oh, I like boy, when he's our favorite Drake, then I'll say that then. When I like Drake. intro Drake. Like, usually his first songs, he come out rapidly, rap, rap, rapid. I like that, Drake. So, you know, come on, Aubrey, deliver. Uh, Kendrick, you need to deliver some as well. And Cole, keep doing your thing, brother. Salute. Right, Any outrage? No, I'm chilling. I'm so, chilling this week. Y'all back off the hook. Um, so in place of Meech not having a craft outrage, right? I'm going to read a listener submitted craft outrage, and they did allow me to read their handles off on here. So shout out to Kai, also known as There Goes Keith on Instagram. And their craft outrage is as follows. My craft outrage is... I'm tired of the hypocrisy of my people, especially when we put ourselves in situations that we have no business being in. It's sad to say, but sometimes when I look back, look at the black community, we have all grown up in toxic environments that sometimes we find ourselves in toxic situations based off of learned behavior. However, we are quick to give great advice or promote healthy boundaries or self, self-talk, but won't do the same for self. Sometimes we operate in so much ego that it hurts our inward being. End quote. Damn. All right, Kai. Yeah. Shout out to you for that cry of outrage, my brother. Uh, yeah, gentlemen. Anybody want to speak I, on that? I can't. I mean, I can't care. But shit. Summarize for me. Say it again, Meech. What, what do you concur with? I concur with that with a lot of the stuff we have. Out, we have outrage for. 
we typically either it's kind of like going back into the whole parent and education thing like how much time are we going to spend crying about it and being mad about it but we don't actually do anything or we put ourselves in those situations yeah, we, can be, we can say, we can say the system but also the kids started with you for the first five years of their life so like you know we still have to be you know we we can't accountable just be mad. yeah we just can't be mad we got to be mad and accountable you feel yeah. me I'm feeling you, man. I change you to feel you. I 100 agree as well. Just because I've said this before too, as far as like you know, you can't sit here and throw rocks and hide your hand, or you can't be like, oh, it was, it's just their fault. It's just their fault. It's just that. Like again, going back to when women be saying niggas ain't shit. Okay, how much of that did you contribute to that? Let's be real. How much of that did you contribute to that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because and y'all can't be like, well, what you mean? Why you coming after us? Y'all saw that thirty-five minute documentary that Kirk Franklin put out. I didn't watch it yet. I haven't had the opportunity to look at it yet. But y'all watched that documentary that Kirk Franklin put out, and his mama literally, basically destroyed his life because he couldn't have a relationship with his real father. That's her fault. Like, stay down the street. What's the name of the documentary? I ain't, I ain't know this. Day, I think. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, Father's Day. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's on YouTube. That's the yeah. name of the documentary, Father's Day. Yeah, that's nuts. Father's yeah. Day has such a negative connotation with it, but I'm, don't get me started. And <laughs> don't if you want to hear our thoughts go about that, go back to episode two, hashtag Father of the Year, where we had that discussion. We had that conversation. Excellent plug. That's how you throw the alley and finish. Hey, and so with that being said, that is it for another episode of the Study How Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Study How Podcast. Again, if you have a craft outrage that you would like to share, DM us and you know let us know. And then on top of that, um, I'm gonna start something new on the Instagram page because I want y'all to interact with us and stuff like this. So. Whatever we talk about, I'm going to post, you know, put a post up on the day that the episode drops so that way y'all can interact with the conversation and let us know what you think. Um, So, yeah, by all means, definitely head on over there, click the follow button and find us over yonder. Gentlemen, y'all got anything before we get out of here? Um, Be blessed, people. Uh, It's fall. So, y'all know, summer flings is ending. Fall draws is approaching. Make sure you you, you wrap up. You be Y'all got y'all rosters together. Get your roster together. Cut for season about to start. Uh, free. You know what I'm saying? But salute. Um, you know where to find me. The social stay the same. Uh, Dre, you a fool. D-R-E-Y-O-U. A fool on damn near everything. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Apple Music. So, yeah. We out of here. Peace and salute, brothers. Meech. Yo, um, Lord Mike Lowry, Kid Michi, search on one of them, you'll find me. Uh, but yeah, all these will still be in the description. If you're trying to get in contact with us, get in contact with the page. Um, yeah, we good. Salute. And uh, y'all know where to find me at. Uh, my stuff ain't changed. And if you can't find me, that probably means you don't need to find me. Amen and amen. And with that being said, y'all be great. Yo, <laughs> 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 <laughs>